Day two, BBC Gardeners World Live at the NEC in Birmingham. It's going to be the hottest day of the year, but I'm delighted that joining me in the studio is Lucy Hall from Gardeners World magazine. At Lucy, first of all, we've got these big windows in the studio here. It's packed. Isn't it great to see people back at this event? Oh, it's so, it's really exciting because it's the first time for three years we've been back here in June. Uh, well, of course, we had a, a, a smaller show last summer, but to be back on a fully blown show, I mean, people are loving it. Of course, a hot day, so it's bringing people out and they're shopping like you'd never believe. But, you know, we've had amazing audiences on our, each of the stages. There's a lot of stages here. There are five different places to hear from experts. We've got a magazine stage. There's others all across the showground. And people are just lapping it up. They, they're hungry for information. And I think that's a big part of the fact there's a lot of new gardeners here too. Yeah, absolutely. And the pandemic has brought that about, hasn't it? They, they say there's millions of, of new gardeners. They're all eager to learn from all of the experts. And to see the show gardens, the beautiful borders and things here, which look resplendent in the sunshine. The, the standards just seem to have rocketed. Do you know, I think they absolutely have. We've got a fantastic showpiece in Francis Tophill's main feature gardens. Absolutely stunning. I know um, from people that uh, I work with, uh, you know, for the magazine every day, uh, in our photography uh, sessions and so on, that is a garden you could see at any top show. It could have gone to Chelsea. It should have won a gold by being at Chelsea. It's that good. And you know, we absolutely want to see that here in Birmingham because it's the it's a different audience to Chelsea. Uh, this is a real audience. You know, this is people looking for real inspiration. And in Francis's gardens and the borders you mentioned, so many ideas packed in there. So the gardens really and the and the displays here are really aimed at real inspiration for gardeners who've maybe been gardening just for a few months or years. And that's what's different. I'm really noticing a younger audience here this year. It's brilliant. In your job uh, as editor of the magazine, you have that crystal ball you've got the inside track haven't you you get to see things before the rest of us see them what sort of things have, have your readers been talking to you about uh, this year because Hilliers have brought lots and lots of new plants there's, as you said there's people going out here with bucket loads uh, of plants that they bought at the show there are new things aren't there about? there are new things every all the time there's all sorts of things happening all sorts of trends you know huge one remain is grow your own food and that really took off in the pandemic so there's lots of places where you can see amazing veg that shouldn't be flowering and fruiting and doing its thing in June but people, really clever nursery people have brought it here to give people inspiration to show what they can do in a really small space. So that's a massive trend we know from talking to our readers literally every day the team talk to our audience all the time. We know food is really important and that's a really important thing for just day to day living. Uh, using your garden as a space for living is so critical and that's why the gardens outside are so important because it's it's really high-end design but in a really small achievable way really relatable accessible gardens and that's important people want ideas and inspiration for that and the big big picture is really around climate change sustainability people want to know how to garden with a with less of a sort of footprint you know on the climate they want to garden more but make less of an impact on the world around and i think the great message from everything we're seeing at the show this year is ideas and inspiration for how you can do that because you know UK gardens make up more space, more land in the UK than our native uh, natural reserves, our, 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 um, uh, our wildlife reserves all put together. You know, gardens and gardeners have got a really important role to play. And, and people want, they're telling us they want to take that step. Yeah. And the great thing is people are acting together. So that's a big part of the inspiration people will find at the show now. And amongst the plants that you say, 
so many new plants are coming along which are brilliant for pollinators, great for wildlife and looking good. It's interesting how the pandemic has reintroduced, I guess, to many people the idea of the garden as not just a garden but a social space. Mm. Um, So the way they plan their garden, the furniture that they put in there, how they look at it, what they want to enjoy in their garden has has suddenly come to the fore again. Yes, you know, I was talking to one of the suppliers out in the the main showground who was saying their garden tables and sets, you know, tables and chairs and barbecues, we know that from the amount of traffic and questions we're getting about barbecues this this summer already. Uh, People want to use their outdoor spaces as another living space that's how it should be you know good gardens are for living in uh, and you know I had a lovely session with Alan Titchmarsh yesterday uh, all about good garden design and it starts with where do you want to sit and I think it's a really fundamental question that people get you know they, they, they get lost in the idea of design being something really high end it's about making a garden a usable space knowing where to sit for a cup of coffee in the morning and, and maybe a meal in the afternoon for lunch or the evening that's the fundamentals of good garden use and design. And, and you know, we've, again, lots of ideas in the showground about how to, you know, make that happen. And uh, I think it's a lovely new way of thinking about the garden that takes it beyond the sort of scary idea of garden design into just a usable space. I'm, I'm sure you've been struck, as I have, with the number of young people, again, that we're seeing at the show. And, and this weekend, uh, that, that will grow as well. Mm. They will perhaps have become interested in gardening because of the pandemic uh, as well. But it's great to see them coming in. Their thinking, their approach to gardening is very different to the older demographic of gardeners that that you see year in and year out and and obviously uh, are subscribers to the magazine. Are you seeing that coming through more with young people? Yes, in fact we're seeing that coming through in our subscriptions as well. So so younger people are subscribing because, you know, the whole idea about print is dead. Um, Far from it. You know, people want something tactile. I think think we all learnt that in lockdown. We were all on screens for so long. We actually wanted the physical world around us. And I think that's why gardening has really taken off because it's tactile, it's in the moment it's really reflecting the seasons and even if you don't have a garden you know we're finding you know younger people coming to us saying I've only got a balcony or I've got house plants and that's my way into growing and nurturing something in, in tune with the seasons so massive takeoff in house plants uh, lots of questions coming to us all about good house plant care um, but also that's where the growing your own food comes in people even on a windowsill want to know how to grow a few herbs uh, grow some salads and so on so yes you know they're approaching it with a really fresh you know just tell me everything I want to know but they want to be inspired and I think that's quite right you know because you do have to give gardening a bit of time but the time you give it it gives you back you know and I think that's why you know younger people feeling a lot of pressure at work uh, you know and being on screens and on social media gardening is a sort of it's a way of nurturing yourself you know that that's it's become a cliche but but really gardening for well-being is so important now lots of new things uh, at the show here this year as well lots of new plants as we always see coming through uh, a couple of that struck me was the um, sweet pea peter seabrook which is lovely and, and obviously the story behind that is also very touching um, and um, uh, lucy chamberlain mentioned to me a, a black petunia which sounds counterintuitive in a way doesn't it i mean it's what's what's caught your eye so actually i saw a nearly black sweet pea oh, really? uh, and wow. you know and i think that's very marmite uh, because marmite's black but you know it is very marmite but i think you know there's a real growth in love for dark plants they're hard to use until you realize they need something else with them 
So a dark plant should be used in a small quantity with something really bright and vibrant or pale, but you know, you need a foil. Dark is really punchy when it's with something else, otherwise it just gets lost. So that's, that is a new trend again. It was probably a big trend for sort of black dark plants about 10 plus years ago. Disappeared, people kind of maybe fell out of love with them, but they're definitely coming back. You know, you're right to point out there's lots of new plants, and it is because of the pandemic. The industry hasn't really had the opportunity to share the breeding knowledge, and so big shows like this coming back uh, gives a platform. You know, there are 40 new plants launched at this show alone. That is, that is, I think it's double what was launched at Chelsea. And Chelsea's always seen as the kind of launch pad for new plants. But actually, no, Gardens World Live is becoming a brilliant time for it because of it's June. People are hungry to buy plants here and they love trying something new, whether you're, you know, a new gardener or particularly the older gardener who've tried, or the more experienced, should I say, gardener, who've tried a lot of things. You know, they want to try something new and it's, it's good fun to give something, you know, I love trying something new. It's a good, it's a good experience. Now, you're the editor of Gardener's World magazine brilliant magazine that it is so that begs the question you know what's coming don't you what's your garden like neglected (laughs) neglected Um, yeah you know you know what they say about cobblers and shoes Um, during lockdown I had more time to spend uh, in my garden uh, than I'd ever had for years because of course I was working from home everyone's working from home Uh, now we're back in the office and now we're back doing photo shoots Um, I see my garden in the evenings uh, and early in the morning but I'm I, I don't have that time over lunch that I had uh, during lockdown but um, you know so yes it's always frustrating uh, looking out because I know what it should be but um, I love uh, a slightly wilder look Um, I'm organic uh, and I do think gardening for wildlife is important really important I like to share that with the readers Uh, so for me that's that's what I try to channel in my space Uh, but I try not to get too hung up about the fact it doesn't look like Monty's or Alan's gardens (laughs) um, despite the fact I'm lucky enough to see those gardens regularly so yeah I have to kind of just suppress that and kind of go well maybe maybe next month I'll have a bit more time but I I know I won't but um, you know one day I will. <laughs> Huge numbers of subscribers to the magazine um, who also will watch the television programme. Um, how much of a crossover for you is there with the producers of the TV show? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, we talk to each other all the time. We know what each other is doing. The programme is such a sort of set, uh, tr- you know, trendsetter uh, for all UK gardeners. Um, of course, we keep in touch with them all the time. The same contributors on screen turn up in the magazine. So uh, we run photo shoots with uh, so many of the contributors so that what you see on screen is sort of replicated in the magazine in a, in a different form. We, we work a year ahead in the magazine, whereas on the programme, they work, um, you know, a fortnight ahead or even a week ahead. Uh, and indeed, on the programme that reflects Garner's World Live, they've been recording this morning uh, and the programme is going out tonight uh, and they're editing it as we speak. So it's a very different turnaround time. But um, yeah, we go to Longmeadow uh, and join Monty every month uh, for photography just so that in print you can see a reflection of the things he's talking about on on screen so yeah very close i mean we're all part of the bbc output and uh yeah we we work very closely i'm sure you'll pick up many new subscribers here at the show but uh, for people listening where can they get more information about the magazine as ever gardenersworld.com is our website and it has all the latest information about what we're doing so whether you want to come and join us in print there's always a subscription offer on there um we've also launched a podcast in the last eight well during lockdown we launched a podcast uh, and it's absolutely flown we've now had nearly 1.5 million downloads of it so it proves you know and you know this it proves that gardening on you know listening to gardening talk 
is so relaxing and it's really inspiring and you can obviously get on and do other things at the same time that's how I like to listen to podcasts actually when I'm in the garden uh, so that's something new you can find our latest podcast there so yeah come and find us at garnerswell.com obviously at any good news agent as they say um, but uh, yeah there's a whole world of gardening out there we're on social media as well and on video and so on and so on so you know wherever you love to garden we're there for you so come and find us Lucy as always lovely to see you uh, two uh, well two and a half now uh, busy days to go here at the NEC but for now Lucy Hall many thanks thanks very much